Blog Talk Radio. Every day I've been waiting for the sunshine It's been coming my way And oh It's been coming my way I've been dancing at a hold down Love to the fat with folk I've been sipping on the moonshine I've been telling dirty jokes And oh, 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 oh. It's a coming my Yvonne Mason with my co-host Ian Bush and that song was presented to you by our guest tonight it's called Coming My Way my guest is music artist Ed Roman he is an award-winning singer songwriter performer and another multi-instrumentalist from Shelburne Ontario Canada and yes ladies and gentlemen he has joined us from Ontario Blurring the lines between pop, rock, folk, and country music genres, Ed's uniquely crafted songs have received regular rotation on more than 100 terrestrial radio stations across North America and more than 400 stations worldwide. He is a 2014 Artist Music Guild Award nominee, a 2014 International Music and Entertainment Association Award winner, a two time 2015 IMEA Award nominee, a 2015 and 2016 Josie Show Awards nominee, an Academia Awards winner, and a two-time Indie Music Channel Award winner. Ed has performed at the Red Gorilla Music Fest during SXSW, the Millennium Music Conference, and SSK May, and he has toured both New York City and Philly. Recently, this top 100 MTV.com and number one Reverb Nation artist traveled to Jamaica 
to deliver much-needed humanitarian aid to the island while shooting the music video for Jamaica. He is also a Heart Songs for Veterans artist, Be Still My Heart, donating money to help veterans with his single and top yallwear.com video, Lay One Down. Now, ladies and gentlemen, before I say hello to my to my guest, who I have so much respect for, and I am just so inspired by him because those of you that know me know that I've been in this business for 16 years. In the indie business, at one time, you would have never have heard of all these accolades that Ed has gotten because indie artists were considered less than stellar. So, and and the fact that he supports veterans just makes my heart um, sing. So, Ed, welcome to the show. Good to be here, Yvonne. Happy to be here. Nice to talk to you. I I am just, I have watched you grow. I have watched you come up in the indie world, and I have seen you just experience load and and people before before you say yeah well he just popped up out of nowhere no 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 this is not the way indie artists work they just don't come up out of the out of the nowhere and all of a sudden their sensation ed tell them how hard this is to do <laughs> how much time have you got <laughs> honey we'll make you this know, show I, go two hours <laughs> i appreciate that you know I really do, and your accolades mean a lot to me. I was going to make a joke and say, Yvonne, you know that flattery will get you nowhere. <laughs> but at the same time, I, 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 it's true. I mean, I appreciate what you said because we do work really hard. We have a lot of people we work with that get us to where we are. It's not just one person out there driving a bus and getting on stage and recording the music and all that other stuff. I mean, I'm always reminding myself – um, and it's kind of who I am, that everybody that is involved is why I am where I am today. Mike Stover at MTS, out of Pittsburgh, uh, the musicians that are involved with the projects, my producer and engineer, Michael Jack. Um, all of that is a big part of why I, I do what I do and why I am where I am today. Like, the, the thing about why I do, another thing why I do what I do is because I like interreaction and opinion inside of art. One of the things I've, I've found really interesting about my experience as an artist in the last number of years is that relinquishing power to those that have ears, because I respect them as who they are, as either an engineer or musician, is paramount mm-hmm. in, in a development of sort of cross-pollination of ideas. And I'm kind of getting philosophical here, but regardless, it's I like input. I like knowing, what are you hearing? Like if I give a track to somebody or if I'm playing uh, – uh, the principal parts, because sometimes I play a lot of the instrumentation myself. You know, what do you think? What are you hearing? What sound are you feeling? What vibe is it? I mean, the general air and consensus of the story and what's already outlaid is kind of there in a way as a roadmap. But but it's so wonderful to see this sort of kinetic experience. And in my experience as an independent artist, that same philosophy is permeated. The more that I relinquish, the more, and I'm not just saying give things away. But throwing it out there, as it were, as opposed to being overly focused, one of the hugest issues with who I am as an artist was that when you buy an album or listen to my songs, they vary from genre to genre, and ideas and concepts could even vary inside of one song, let alone inside of one album. People are like, well, how do you market this? What do you what do you what do you do here, Jim? I I don't know what to do. <laughs> it, it was it was all it was all more of a time before. I was lucky to find somebody like Mike Stover who understood me like musicians and people I work with to say, you know, I I like this. I don't necessarily know how to focus on it, but what it gave us is a breadth and and a wide spectrum of people to be able to connect with. And, And I always, as a young person, grew up, you know, listening to such a wide variety of music from from country music to rhythm and blues to R&B to, like, anything that you rock and roll. All of it was a jazz music. It was all a part of my, my spectrum, and my writing reflected that in some kind of a way. And, and I think that 
that that's been one of the, the things through my hard work and process, as you mentioned, is sticking to my guns, believing in what I'm doing, because I'm writing the material because I'm following an idea. I'm following a feeling and, and an expression. Why, why should I force it into a box? One of the, one of the most wonderful things I've learned in the last 20 years of my life from other artists, and I don't always consider them musicians because they could be philosophers, they could be anything that it may be, is that once you sort of allow the experience to pull you through, songwriting I'm speaking of, there's this new thing, just like allowing somebody else to have their opinion about what they're hearing in a song, that it shows itself to you. It's asking questions of you through the experience. And, and it's helped me stay where I am today because it makes the writing experience always electrifying for me. It's always a sense of discovery in the process. It may have hindered me in some way because, oh, the commercial aspect may have not been something that's come as quickly. But the reality of it is, is that I feel good. I feel good where I am doing what I did in the art that I created. I even had people say in the past, why don't you write the big hit song and blah, 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 blah. And then you can retire. And I don't want to do that. I want to keep, <laughs> I want to keep writing music because I like writing music. I like, like we were talking off air, the human condition wants to say yes or no to certain things. Mm-hmm. We want to write about them. We want to, we want to reflect our, our living moment, you know. So, I, you know, as, as crazy as a pushing up daisies kind of statement this is, I want the deathbed experience of knowing that's why I did it. Have, and, a, good, and have it, a good time, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Would it be fair to say that in Ian and I both experienced that, this in our writing, in the fact that we mm-hmm. are indie artists, we have more control over what we write and put out there than if we went a more traditional route, which gives us the ability to put out things like Coming My Way. That song resonated with me. I mean, I because of what we were talking about off air. It, to me, it's more gratifying to be able to put out there what's in our hearts than to put out there what someone else is telling us to put out there. That's bang 125.2% because that's why I fell in love with the art in general, the art form and also multiple expressions of the human condition. It is, it is, it exemplifies it, it just what you said. And, and one of the things I read when I was a very young person as a young musician, very impressionable. I'm still impressionable today, but maybe not as much as I was when I was 15. It was the back of a Jaco Pistorius album, the, the famous American bass player, and, and Herbie Hancock wrote the liner notes. And one of the statements on there was, the definition of an artist is one who has the ability to fuse their life with the rhythm of the times. Wow. If, if, yeah, I mean, it still hits me today. I taught music for 24 years. I, I've used that, that statement for, for younger people to make them realize that it's okay to express yourself. Allow that to come through. We're all so defined by our influences. We all have so many things that impact us as young people as we go through our experience as musicians. And, and we have to remember that Carlos Santana talks about this sometimes. He would, he would call it casting, where he'd go up to his studio and he'd start playing other musicians' stuff on purpose because he liked it. It made him feel good. And in a very short time, he'd say, you know, sometimes half an hour, sometimes 45 minutes, I'd start finding things that weren't that, but were reminiscent of the feelings that the art created for him. And as a result, he starts to speak. He, he, his feelings, his emotions start to project and become an extension. His guitar is an extension of that. It's the same thing in that process with that statement. It's kind of like, well, what are we saying here? I mean, I'm, I'm fascinated by anthropology and archaeology. Uh, looking back in history, and when an archaeologist goes to a site, they, they, they look at the, the information that they find in the ground, whether it's on a pot shard or some kind of a mosaic in the ground somewhere, and it has these depictions of who the people are, what they're experiencing in culture. Time has always you know, lent itself to the idea that we're capturing this frame in, in, in time. And, and I, that's in the weirdest of ways. It's like, like it's almost divine in, mm-hmm. in a way that makes, makes you feel like I'm alive because I'm lucky to be able to do this, to express myself, and I'm trying to do it in a way 
that that is and I'm not trying in a poet in a poetic way maybe but it supplements itself as it develops but how again I'm just I'm just happy to be connecting on that level as a living person because the money that's not why I'm in it I, I like to pay my bills I like to have food on the table that's all part and parcel of normal like you know three-dimensional existence but there's something, as I said, like spiritual, and, and I have a higher form of it because you're you're connecting with that consciousness in a way. As I said, I'm getting like hokey and philosophical, but the reality of it is, it's like I like playing music. You know, I like playing well, music. There you people. go. I like writing stories and talking about it. <laughs> so. so, Ian, I know you you're just biting at the bit to ask a question. <laughs> always, I'm always biting at the bit. She knows me too well, doesn't she? (laughs) (laughs) So you 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 bring up a a, a lot of points about um, excuse me uh, the indie lifestyle and all that. How much in your experience has it changed from the past to now? I know you've kind of touched on it a little bit, but for you personally, not not the indie culture. Like, how has it changed for you? Do you see you doing things differently than what you used to do, et cetera, et cetera? That's a great question, man. And, you know, it's funny when you were saying, when you were, when you were asking it, I immediately thought of Yvonne because mm-hmm. what has happened in the last number of years, let's say decade, or maybe longer, but a, a wonderful sort of grouping of guilds, organizations, substructure that was never really there because what indie represented as Yvonne mentioned is somebody that was sort of just under that capacity and mm-hmm. as a result it birthed a whole new sort of thing whether they be radio stations we can also thank technology for that that we can have a show and people in Singapore can listen to it I'm in Canada and you're in the US it's like that mm-hmm. was not there in, place like you had frequencies of it that would exist through like stable terrestrial radio stations that may have certain times of the year an indie uh, week or a contest it might win some money you know da 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 they were always you know frequenting bars and locations and places that people would play that that hasn't really changed but that again that, that sort of structure that was kind of missing there and we can really I often say to people we're really lucky to have this kind of stable, connective communication system because it birthed so many different things, like online, as I said, radios, blogs, anything that can, has now assisted a, a lot of what an independent artist does because then when we reach out, aside from the upper echelon of certain things that we, we, we try to get into and, and become a part of, but also you know want our own rules and regulations as far as how we behave in it, uh, artistic mm-hmm. control, what have you, uh, mm-hmm. it's it's now m- means I can work. I work all the time. I'm doing things. There's commercial opportunities that come up. There's so many things that weren't there before that I go, well, yeah, I'm, I'm an independent artist. I'm not technically I'm, be, I'm distributed through Sony because of, of what MTS Records is and who our subsidiary is. But but it's 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 given me a whole new window. Of opportunity, and I like that because your question is, is is huge. Because like a lot of people don't ask that question about that part of what has really grown inside of the industry on that other sort of demographic. It's really mm-hmm. changed the way that, like, as I said, it's ballooned. This whole other gr- grouping of stations and things. I go, man, it's great. It's really great. Yeah. And and then you well, have people. I got trained like... by the best. You know that, right? <laughs> you, you talk to your mom, so. And and when you have people like Mike Michael Stover, he and I have developed a, a friendship over the past seven, eight, nine years. Because when he first started, I said, "Send me your people. I will put them on the show." Because w- when I shut the show down the first time, we had over five hundred thousand listeners in two hundred countries, and wow. we're already getting back up there now. You mentioned Singapore. We're heard in Singapore. We're heard in Good thirty for you. countries. Good for you. Yes. Yeah. We're heard, we're heard in 30 countries right now and 147, 48,000 listeners, and we've only been up about six weeks. So mm-hmm. the, the networking that Michael and I have been able to do to bring you wonderful artists on t- through social media, through 
us breaking that glass ceiling and saying, look, we're not going anywhere. You can try to kick us to the curb, but we kick back because we find other ways around it. Well, that's grassroots. And, and like you said, like think of what it would have cost to have the licensing fee, jumping on the back of a terrestrial sub, then getting onto a national, then having – there's so many other difficulties. Mm-hmm. But where this, inside of free information even, and as I said, the technology, get, look, and think, it's like Star Trek. You've got, the, you know, the t- teleporter ability. You know, beam me up, Jim. The whole thing can happen in your hand in a set of yeah, headphones exactly. if you really want to do it. And it can be portable. You can go yeah. anywhere and do it. It's unbelievable. So so that that's huge, and I'm happy for you that that's the case. And in other well, words, I can, also I can too, run. Oh, I can run this show off of my iPad if I don't have my laptop. Right. And and you you may, you mentioned Michael. <laughs> a couple words about Michael. One, like I love the guy. Me and too. T- two, I mean, uh, um I've never met anybody more honest in the industry and unprejudiced to who he works with, why he works with them. He's a musician. He understands mm-hmm. music. He he's publicizes radio stations as well. I mean, he's good at what he does. And fortunately, after almost well, over a decade, 11 years now, his, he's developed a reputation that, that is based on just that. And I think it's, that's hard to find. It's even, that's why it's almost scary to even have the principles of, uh, or the idea of navigating into the bigger corporate world of the industry because there's a lot of shenanigans. There's, yeah. a, lot of ju- there's a lot of junk in there. And a lot of winking said, nods you know, and backbiting and handshakes yeah, and that you don't know like, anything I mean, about. Horror stories that you hear about. I mean, I could elaborate, and I don't, I'm not going to name names, but enough of it is, 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 is self-evident to go, like, I'm, I'm happy. I've even said to Mike, he goes, like, if that ever happened and you sign, you know, I don't have a problem with you going on somewhere else. I said, look, whatever happens, I want you on my side. I want you part of my team. I don't care who it is. But if you're, if I'm going to be talking to somebody like whoever it is, I want you to represent me, because I trust you, and and track record shows. And you're Absolutely. right. The things that you and Michael, there's a reason for it, you know. <laughs> well, and and look, Ian, I don't know if you if you're friends with Michael Stover, but if you follow him, if you if you become friends with him, his artists have gone from obscurity to to. Not only being nominated, but winning awards after award, and it's not just one artist; it's all across the board. And he even won a huge award for his um, representation, and it's because he has character. Mm-hmm. No, I haven't. Um, you know, I keep threatening to go and reach out to him, and I just haven't uh, haven't done it yet. So. <laughs> but, well, you should. <laughs> no, I, I know. And I, I, I don't know how many times I told we, you that, too. When we keep having his people on, I mean, come on now. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, hey, at least you see the honesty. Like, I wasn't going to be lying and say I just had beers with him last weekend. I mean, shoot, now I haven't <laughs> had a chance to talk to him. It, it, you know what's funny is actually, like, the more people talk about him, the more I beat myself up. Cause I'm like, man, he sounds like such a great guy. Yeah, I'll try to friend him next week. <laughs> do it, like, do it, because like, I mean, he's he's a, it's a, just even like he's information to talk to, oh or and or oh like I said, he has no prejudices about who he works with. I mean, he's not going to like you know promote Nazis or something. That's not Michael's style. <laughs> but, no, but, no. but I, I, I know I know that like enough people that have worked with him and I did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Ian, I did the same thing. A buddy of mine that was watching me come and play was an ex vet. He's like, Look, you gotta call this guy. Da 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 da. I come back a couple months later, he'd come back to the club. <laughs> did you call him? No, no, no. He bugged me. And I did the same thing. I was like, No, no, I'm gonna do it. I was just like I was dissatisfied with I just had a bad experience with some other promoters that were out west in the US and I just anyway, nightmare. Regardless, I finally did it. And mm-hmm. I went shot from the hip. This is what I'm looking for. Can you help me? Yes or no. That's it. He he's the yeah. same way. No shenanigans. Yes, I can do this. I will do this. And he comes through. He comes through. You know. And he sends yeah, me every I'm... time. Every time his one of his artists releases a new song, he sends mm-hmm. me a cut. 
because mm-hmm. he knows I bring these artists on. And just like I'm getting Ed, I'm asking you right now. I need for you to come back, honey, because I've got more of your songs that he sent me that we can't play them all tonight. But sure, 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 girl, mm-hmm. sure, no problem. See? You got you got another one for us tonight? Uh, oh yes, I as do. Well? As a matter of fact, if you'll hang on a minute, there is a moth that that has decided it wants to work on my laptop. Yes. I do. So I'm going to play it right now. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my co-host, Ian Bush, and our guest, music artist, Ed Roman. We are going to play another one of his newer songs called So I Breathe. So we will be right back. Yvonne Mason with my co-host Ian Bush and our guest music artist Ed Roman and that was his song So I Breathe Ed, um, one of the reasons I picked that to play tonight is because you mentioned my home state and you know you can take the girl out of Georgia but you can never take Georgia out of the girl (laughs) True true. Ain't that a peach (laughs) (laughs) And I I had a thought, and now don't say, Ian, that you hope it doesn't die from loneliness, but the thought was this, that if at some point Michael Stover could get as many of his artists together that I have had on this show at least once, and we could all meet in a location and just have a whole weekend of jam and radio shows, wouldn't that be fun? 
Well, yes, uh, yes, it would be. That would be a lot of fun. <laughs> but you can't get out of Michael Stover concert series. See, that would work. Uh, that'd be really cool. Uh, the, the, a whole the, Michael Stover concert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, hey. that's a great idea. That was, that Sorry, can, I, dropped, see, I dropped my phone there for a second. <laughs> Ed, Ed can't get out of Canada because they're still locked down, so we got to wait until the insanity passes so he can cross the border without being given the third degree and the promise Damn. that he'll quarantine for the rest of his life when he comes back. Well, it's just <laughs> insane. Like, I mean, the most recent thing that has happened to somebody that I know that was coming back and forth had was allowed to go, but then when I, allowed to come back was forced to go fly through Panama. Then, and then through Panama, flew back into Canada. When he was came back into Canada, was greeted at Toronto International Airport by, I'm, you know, uh, let's say Health Canada. I'll use those words because that's what they're called. And then said that he had to quarantine at a, a for and had paid two thousand dollars at a, a, a location that the government has deemed worthy of such. He said, No, I'm going to go home. I have a safe location. I'll be by myself for two weeks. I'll be isolated. And they said, no, you can't do that. We can't let you go unless you pay this fine. So they increased the fine to $6,000 and let him go. Oh, my word. Talk about raping and pillaging. Well, and just to look at if we're in the middle of something that is so drastic that, that putting the public through this only exemplifies things that the public will create and see as distrust. Mm-hmm. All of these kinds of things make it harder, and I, and I understand it's under, under the auspices of so many different things, like the fear of it. There's, there's a lot of. I mean, this is. I mean, we could talk for weeks and have some sort of pork chat, and you could make some lemonade or something with sugar, <laughs> or all barbecue. Ian, what do you want to do, man? You want to like flip burgers with me, or what? I was so, gonna say but, I'm the grill master too, man. Okay, I, I man. Now. So like, but, but 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 like, I think that's like one of the one of the most alarming things to me as a person. Anywhere in the world right now, whether I'm Canadian or American, doesn't matter. The point being is that it seems to be abolishing rational conversation, where instead of it becoming about the meat of information that we all need to look at, as opposed to just coming from one source, which is the media, which we all tend to criticize at different moments in time because we have trouble with what they consider to be journalism, but but that that. When it becomes character assassination, when it becomes critical, when it becomes your hair is this way, you do da da da, whatever, why are we doing this? It has pitted us against one another in so many different ways that, that it, that's what's been most concerning to me. I'm always trying to remind myself to, to navigate every conversation as placidly as I can, to leave those <laughs> conversations with gestures of goodwill and respect. Especially if, they're, if, they're, if they don't go to some, as I said, moment where like, like that's I'm out of there because I don't I don't see there's no rationale there inside of dialogue. So so I, I appreciate these kinds of conversations, not just because we may be like minded, but even those mm-hmm. that I know that may be on the other perspective of thinking about it, and they may not be not necessarily divided in their thinking about it themselves, but at least let's have civil conversation about with this and don't vilify people based on their choices and decisions when their choices and decisions are based on something that they need more of. More information about something is not a bad idea, especially when you feel so rushed. I can't believe what has occurred in the last year and a half in the Americas and around the world with all of this going on. I've seen family businesses go under, people lose their jobs, all kinds of things mm-hmm. that are that alarm me in so many different ways, and I know the show's called Off the Chain, and I'm kind of going off the chain here. That's but at okay. the same time, I, I really care. Uh, the reason, another reason why I do what I do as an artist, is because, as I said, I'm trying to summate our living moment in some compartmentalized idea in four minutes and thirty seconds, to say, hey, what about this? Have you thought about this? Have you? Whatever it may be, and it's usually asking me the same question. The reason that I have the language and in, in the things that I write is because those are the questions I ask myself. Because I'm a human being. We all go through these things. It would be ignorant for us to think that we're higher or lower than anybody else. And what this seems mm-hmm. to have done is created that, that higher or lower division mm-hmm. in, in, in people. And I won't have it. I won't allow it to, to, to make me afraid 
what the, the the fear of what it is doesn't make me afraid. It's people's reactions, and that mm-hmm. we have to learn to talk and communicate. And, and as crazy as it sounds, love you know and that's, show that in that's some young. way because oh, it can diffuse the most negative of situations. Again, I'm off the chain, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, you're, you're 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 among friends because I think um, I don't know if it was on the show or if I was talking to somebody. You can tell that the uh, exhaustion is sitting in because I'm all like, did I say that on the show? Oh, I did. That's bad. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, Ian, um, Ian, but you know what? It's funny because like all this that we're talking about right now even existed prior to everything that we're experiencing. As a Canadian, look, I've got relatives, mm-hmm. people I work with in the United States. It's the same in the United States. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's people in the United States mm-hmm. that have people they work with in Canada. But there's always been this yeah. issue. And, and in the last so many number of years in, in my life, I've been saying to Canadians, and I mean this respectfully. Look, stop shitting on people in the United States. There's a lot of really amazing people in the U.S., common, like common-minded people with a lot of common mm-hmm. sense. They're asking critical questions. Don't blame them. Blame the government. Blame the way that it works inside the system. I don't blame people for their decisions based on fear here. I blame the media and the government for creating it and mm-hmm. making it such. Because if I was leading oh. the country, the last thing I would want my nation to be in is a state of fear. And have them and operate on their decisions gonna... based on a state of fear. So, again, I, I'm, I'm always reminding people, because like, I love Americans. I'm American. I'm a Canadian. We live in the Americas. But, but the, the, you know, like the, the cultural differences have always existed. Hey, what's the moose like up there? And, you know, do you guys get beaver and blah, blah? And I don't know. What's the, what's, what, what's the moonshine like, you know? And, 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 and hey, have you been to Los Angeles lately? You know, like whatever it is, like. But that, that substructure of, of, of the under part of our culture is one thing. But I, I'm always trying to remind myself, we're so like-minded in so many ways. Just let us have the information and make our decisions ourselves. That's all I'm asking. Well, and I was, um, was going to say that in the beginning, this was actually a really big culture uh, – not culture, excuse me, like a spiritual experience for me um, because of yeah. the – the work demographics and, you know, just uh, the importance of connecting with people and um, learning new ways to connect with people and all that. If it lasted for about three months, I would have walked away with a smile on my face and a different mindset. But, uh, yeah, now I'm going on my 1,000th Zoom call and my, you know, 500th change on how we conduct business, and it's just – I, I, I'm, I'm truly exhausted. I think I everyone's think, exhausted, I and, and I feel bad. I know, and I, you know what? I can hear it. I can hear it in everybody's voice, in their, and I see it in even the way they behave in vehicles, mm-hmm. drive on a road. Yeah. Like you can, it's yeah. it's it's omnipresent, and that's why I'm trying to, to like. This is a great night. I'm having a really great conversation with some nice people, <laughs> and that gives yeah, me strength. For for the next moment that I start thinking about things today when and, I went down to run a good and that's why we call this show off the chain because nothing is off the table on this show it <laughs> never has been never will be this is this is one of those shows that a person has that freedom to express what they're thinking without judgment thank you I appreciate that I appreciate that a lot I'm um and that's it. That's just it. When, like, even there's a couple moments today where I'm vacillating inside of, and outside of even my own comfort level, as you mentioned, Ian, and being tired of dealing with mm-hmm. it. Where one minute you're talking to a couple people in town and they're telling you, you know, you're being paranoid or whatever it might be, and just trying to have a rational conversation to another one where, you know, well, I'm just going to follow suit and, and da 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 to, you know, being called out in social media about something, you know, that is, like, hypercritical about my character when all I'm just trying to do is point out our, our civil rights and freedoms. Nobody cares. And not questioning them as a person inside of what that is. It, it's so alarming what you, as I said, have to go through every day when you're thinking about this. I can't imagine what a child is going through. I've talked about some of this with some of my friends. Where with just like you know an eight year old, I can I can try to flash myself back to that moment in time of like you know you're at a ball diamond, you're with your friends, you're going to school, whatever it might be, right? 
all of that seems to be like gone. Mm-hmm. There's so much of that now in a child's life that they don't even have that exhaling kind of moment to be a child because it's always in their face. And 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 I mean, and, and the other thing is, is that you know, in the media, as I said before, I think is doing a travesty of justice when it comes to reporting on what's going on in the rest of parts of the world. Because when I mention to people in Canada, hey, did you hear about what's going on in Australia? Did you hear about what's going mm-hmm. on in France? Did you hear what's going on mm-hmm. in... No, no. I mean, the, the Canadian Broadcasting Company, which is owned by the government, is not talking about any of it. So also, too, there's a mandate through the CP and the Canadian press, just like there is for the AP and the BP and all those other kinds of things. So what information is going to get through is going to be generalized, nor is it, it is an, it's so opinionated and skewed to one side that there isn't a diametrically opposed opinion for the public to be able to discern their own opinion from what is right and wrong. As they, we have, they have the, the proverbial spin doctors, which leave you nowhere as far as like where the information should maybe allow you to start thinking critically about what it is. So, the, again, it's like if you don't inform yourself in multiple ways, have to sort through a number of things to go, well, this is crap, this is real, this is crap, this is real, that you're not going to figure it out hearing and listening just to the media. I know you got to go to commercial. No, actually, we don't. Oh, 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 um, oh, oh, oh. My phone has decided it wants to blow up tonight. I, I apologize for that. <laughs> Nobody talks to me until I get on my show, and then everybody in God wants to have a conversation <laughs> with me. You know, well, and it's funny I tell that you, you uh, on. <laughs> yeah, right? She's making work. We got to we got to get her off off the rails. Don't let her don't let her create. Oh my goodness. But it's funny you bring that up too because um when oh old was I? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um when I was younger, I I noticed that in the media too that I just hated listening to the news cuz it's just a bunch of negative like, oh look, another shooting. And I wasn't going to bring it up, but now I'm going to bring it up. So I am like your your down south neighbor. I'm from Michigan, so I I have a fair amount of uh, Canadian, you know, interactions. So I, I respect sure, what sure. you say. Um, I mean, for God's sakes, we share two bridges, right? Where are you and, in the um, Where are you? Uh, in an undisclosed location. No. Um, okay. That's <laughs> I used fair to enough. In, fair uh, enough. <laughs> I, I used to live in. Uh, um, Two hours from Detroit, two hours from Chicago. So that makes okay, gotcha. So okay. pick, cool. pick a city, and I'll just say yeah. No, <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but when I was uh, younger, um, I had this idea um, for a newscast called Good News, and you know, in Michigan, one of the big things that God, you're making my accent come out really bad. I just noticed that I'm gonna be saying open like oh, I'm gonna slip right past you. Like oh, jeez. Anyways, um. <laughs> One of the big things in Michigan is uh, – you hear it now too, goodness – is uh, uh, like local television, local media, local – so that's kind of what got me into the indie at a young age was seeing um, Access Vision TV and, you know, uh, Joe that I saw at the store like sit in front of the camera and just spew out whatever he wants to spew out because he can do it, and I really enjoyed that. So I had an idea that um, I wanted to make a good news uh, local TV station that literally was called Good News. And we would just get all the news from the city, all the good things that people were doing, you know, because the city was sad and still sad. Every time I go back, I'm like, wow, nothing's changed, and I've been gone for how long? Like, you know, y'all need to break out of your shells. That's a different conversation for a different day, but – um, I tried to push that, and they told me that I'd never go off. And I'm like, are you talking what? You like hearing how many shootings we had this weekend? You like hearing, like, man found decapitated and left in freaking gully? Like, what are you talking about? Like, tell me oh, it's bad, you know, bad news sales. Yeah, that's right. I know yeah, it does, and I've learned it. But like, for God's sakes, you know, like. But see, that's, that's I'm a, what's I'm a, amazing about this moment too, man, because. Like the, these conversations are empowering, and they're there, and anybody oh, can yeah. listen, listen to them because of not who we are, but our experience in the conversation. I think. Well, it, I mean, who it, we it, are it, has it, a big. Huh? 
uh, who we are has a big role to play into it. I mean, I'm not saying that from a prestige point. I mean, us three creatives are, well, creative. Well, and it's, <laughs> and, I mean, and how we treat focus. each other. Think of like, I mean, I, it's how we treat each other. How I go back to moments mm-hmm. when I was a child watching conversations like adults talk and these sort of yeah. like, you know, and, and the other thing is that this is a big part for me of the learning experience. Why, as a dyslexic, Yvonne was talking about dyslexia, this sort of three-dimensional environment is super important mm-hmm. to me because information to me can be more obtainable, stick more, and be more mm-hmm. part of your own subconscious thinking process when it's character-driven. Yes. This is why art and movies or theater or musicals, music, has this wonderful tapestry of color behind it because it allows even more of a three-dimensional connection to its listeners. I loved when I was a kid hearing people come over and they'd have these big, deep voices or you would remember them from the way they'd <laughs> laugh. There was this guy who used to come over, he was a judge, to our house, he'd move, <laughs> and he'd laugh. You know, we'd be in bed upstairs or whatever. We'd go, oh, you know, so Mr. Cork's over at the house, and da 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 da. Yeah, for right. all of, but but the stories that they told and the way that they told them. I even remember my grandparents with the same thing. It, that's another another reason why I love being a storyteller, is because it, 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 it fuels that same thing. It's it's information exchange, and how it's exchanged is even more kinetic when it has that. That's why I said, you know, if we had the porch conversation and you'd be the grill master and Yvonne would be man, all of that would service even a a bigger thing. It'd service not only just the information we may be sharing, but how we're sharing it. And and today in a a very one-dimensional environment, and the digital environment is very much this way, so much can be misconstrued, even inside of a simple sentence that somebody sends in a text. Like, what did you mean by Mm -hmm. that? Two consonants. Mm -hmm. An N and a P, no problem. Did, am I bothering you? NP. <laughs> am, are, 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 or maybe I'm not bothering you. Or uh, uh, is it a problem or not? Like, there's so much to leave uh, 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 by the way. Uh, you leave so much by the wayside as a result of not truly understanding the character behind it. And how many times have you had a conversation about, well, I didn't know what you meant in the text. Sorry, man. You know, this is hence why the emoticon has, is, has, has evolved into something that's more akin to language now than actual words are, right? So, uh, again, whether or not we're famous, whether or not we mm-hmm. what's more I find more illustrative about our living moment is, is that it teaches us more how to communicate. It yeah. gives us the ability to, to see it happening now. It's happening right now as we're recording. It's happening right now as we're talking. And, 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 mm-hmm. and, and that's amazing to me. I mean, people may say, well, you're just having a conversation. And da, 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 da. No, we're alive and we're exchanging information. That's huge. The universe and the spiritual aspect to this is happening on that level, too. People that are awakening but, to information and ideas, it all is the same thing. Well, and Yvonne will agree that this does feel like... This is Yvonne's dyslexic. Yeah. It's nice to hear that... Um, it feels like a conversation. Like that's actually kind of a to Yvonne and me, and of course you tonight, because you're sharing the seat with us. But um, it should be a conversation. Every time I come on the show, if I feel like it's work, I'm not. I'm. I, I don't. I don't belong here anymore. Like it. It. It seriously feels like I am on the phone with two of my friends, and we're just having a conversation, and then it. Scarily enough, gets blasted out to forty countries and makes you say, "Get on with me." But hey, that's okay. And, you know, that, like that, are, yeah, I heard you was, last night. You're. <laughs> yeah, right. That was the premise. I heard you I last did. night when you were talking about such and such, and I'm like, "How did you hear that? <laughs> Those were secrets." <laughs> but, but when I when I started when I started birthing this show, so many mm-hmm. years back. I I thought about what I wanted to bring to the show, what I wanted people that came basically into my home. And anytime anyone comes into my home, the first thing I want them to do is feel like they're not strangers, that they're welcome, that if they want to take their shoes off and put their feet up on my couch, they can. If they get sleepy and want to take a nap, they can. So when when I started this show, that was the reason that we don't do a scripted show. 
because I want that conversation. I want that intimacy. I want people that are hearing us to understand we're three people. We have an open line of communication, and if it's a teachable moment for someone else while they're learning something else, all the better for them. Exactly. Well, you know, what's unfortunate is that our open line of communication is uh, rapidly concluding soon, is it not? In about nine minutes. So we're four minutes out from the five-minute mark. (laughs) (laughs) Can you believe that? Does it feel like you've been talking to us for an hour? No, that's what I used when you said, yeah, I feel like you're talking to friends and the idea of the conversation. And Like, I am, I'm, I studied jazz music and I love improv. And I, even in the writing experiences I mentioned, when you just sort of listen to what the, you know, what is happening, and as you said, non-scripted, there's a, it can go anywhere, but usually mm-hmm. for the right reasons. Not because you're going to get, you know, diffused into something, especially when, you know, we're talking about a greater general topic not being overly specific, but specific enough to be able to air how we feel. Correct. Uh, that, that, that's, that's, that's huge. And, 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 yeah, it's not for much longer. And, and for a minute there, I thought you were alluding to freedom of speech. But <laughs> <laughs> Oh, jeez. No. Goodness. Don't ring that bell, Ed. Don't ring that bell. What a what a landmine! I didn't know I set my own trap. Good. Well, I mean, I mean, I just yeah, and I love you guys, and it's just great having this kind of, as I said, dialogue and the support, also allowing me to be on the show. Uh, to talk allowing you, honey, it's our honor that you agreed to come on this show, and this is something else that the people that come on this show don't understand. The honor is all ours because. Y'all take an hour out of your busy life to sit down and and talk to to Ian and I, and sometimes you, well, every time, you come in blind because you have no idea where the show's going to go. But those that have been on this show more than once understand it can go anywhere at any given time. Yeah, definitely when I was writing the uh, questions for... Yeah, definitely when I was over on the questions for tonight, I wasn't wasn't expecting that we were going to talk about... uh, you did get my accent back. I just did talk about. Oh my goodness, this is not good. Yvonne, we cannot bring him back on the show. My accent hey, will come out. West, will... If you were from Wisconsin, I'd know it right away. Oh God. Or oh, New York oh, City, for, for that matter. Yeah, you want a bag? Hey, how's How your aunt doing? Coffee? You want some coffee? Oh my God, did we not just say earlier we were going to make fun of people's voices and now we're doing it? Goodness. We're not making. No, we're not. Hey. My my accent from Georgia gets made fun of all the time. In fact, I have been asked, um, do y'all go to school up there? Uh, Yeah, I have a degree from college. Yeah, I'm pretty smart. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You reminded me of Dolly Parton's interview where she's like, yeah, you think we all talk this way down here and we ain't that smart. But that interview she did in the late 70s was amazing because she really Mm -hmm. laid it out on the line. Love your accent. Never change it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And 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 the thing is, when when in the South, and true Southerners understand this, the the phrase "bless your heart" can have one or two connotations depending on the content of the conversation and the person you're talking to. It can either be the the worst go to hell insult that there is, or you're going to die in the next two seconds if you don't get out of my face. <laughs> Or it can be one of empathy, like, I I am not feeling well today. Well, bless your heart, honey, I'll I'll pray for you. But if you say, honey, that dress is not rocking you today at all, bless your heart. You're too stupid to get out of your own way. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. So somebody actually did the bless your heart to me um, about a year ago, right? And, yeah, you're already laughing because, you know, I'm just all like, oh, thank you. And then they're like, no, honey. No, and I, and I don't know if I don't know if I'm gonna get in trouble for saying this. I'm gonna preface before I say, but she's like, "No, honey, no, you're kind of a boob." I'm like, "I'm a boob." I'm like, "What do you mean I'm a boob? What does that mean?" And so she walks away, oh. and the lady that was behind the counter, she's like, "Oh, sweetie." You ain't from here, are you? And I'm all like, no, I'm not. Yeah, right. And she's all like, your hotel is... uh, 
God bless you. Bless right. your heart. Which he said, I, all I could think of was, well, you could get the other version. I already started laughing to myself at what the, what the opposite was. And I'm thinking to myself, that literally means I don't argue with idiots. Bless it, your heart. Thank you. Thank you. Ed, <laughs> you got it, honey. You got it. <laughs> I've, been some, I've been called some bad things, but the boob really topped it off. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, bless your now, heart, Ian. <laughs> yeah, bless my heart. Uh huh. Uh huh. And now, yeah. and now we have reached the the four fifty five mark. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't get to play the third song, so Ed, now you got to come back. I'm gonna get hold of, of oh, Michael geez. after this show and get you back on here so that we can sure have love some to come food. back. Thank you again for having me. Really, I know you're saying well, you don't have to thank me, but I'm happy because to say that. Uh, that I'm happy to be on the show and it's a pleasure and, and all those things because it's it, I'm, I feel blessed. I feel lucky doing what I do and meeting the people that I meet. That's what makes my life rich. Well, and the thing is, just even by tonight's show, people see that we have fun on this show. Yeah, we can talk about some heavy-duty conversation, but we can bring that circle back around, and we'd be falling out of our chair over my southern accent and our bless your hearts. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to always have a little bit of, you know, always bring, like, levity into everything that you do. I think even when it's like I've seen some people reacting to all of what the what we were talking about earlier, and I'm thinking – you know, even comedy has that expression, and I love it as an art form because there's so many truths in it. We mm-hmm. listen to it. We mm-hmm. laugh till our stomachs are hurting because we know the insanity of what is being described is so true, but in the same way, sometimes horrific. But it allows us to, to, to look at it in a different way. I so admire comedians for, for the, having that ability, good comedians. Well, yeah. when when all the insanity started in – I can be very outspoken, and I was being very outspoken on my page. So I was getting death threats and, and wishes that my family members were. And so I, I said, well, bless your heart, darling. You don't understand. I've lost everybody in my family. You can't do anything else to me but kill me, and I've already died three times. So what you going to do? That, that, that's insane. Uh, you know, Yvonne, that, that makes no sense because, I mean, I, that's what, why I'm trying to carry love through this process. Because I know people are operating on fear. It, fear makes people irrational. And they Voltaire, do. Voltaire, you know, said similar things in, in, in the way that if you make people believe absurdities, you can make them commit atrocities. And when you're afraid, lashing out that way and issuing death threats to mm-hmm. somebody because they have the right of freedom of speech is fear. I know, I, like, I, my reaction would probably be like I'd be pacing, what do I say here, and I'm angry, I'm clenching my teeth, tightening the jaw, whatever it is, but I've got to come back to some form of language that says, no, I'm not going to throw hate at you. Mm-mm. I'm going to be logical. If, you, uh, if, you, if you really want to if you really want to scare them, just look at them and be like, why would you do me a favor like that? Like, you'd only be making my day. Like, what? Exactly. And then they, make my day. they really think that you should be admitted, and they're like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to. Threaten him again. He, uh, but, but why you, would but I want to make got, him day? But, Somebody's but what, going what, off on the street, da 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 da, this, that, and the other thing, yelling at the top of their voice, pointing fingers. Hey, that's a nice shirt. <laughs> they don't, what? You see, what they <laughs> right. also don't understand is I hunt Bless people for a living so I, <laughs> so I can find them. We're now. The, and, and she's going to cut us off here shortly. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to say thank you for joining us tonight. This was a night of just pure love, fun, and total off the chain as usual. I've laughed till now my sides hurt. I want to thank my guest, Ed Roman, for being here, and he will come back. He loves this show. I want to thank my co-host, Ian Bush, because I can't do this show without him, because when I really get off the chain, he likes to send me to my room, like he can really send me to my room. More on that at a later time. On Monday night, we will have the gang from Hanging um, hanging with the Web on here with uh, G.W. Pomerinster and Sage and Deanna, and they will all be here with us, and we're going to talk about a lot of things. So join us again on Monday night at 8 o'clock Eastern, Standard, Eastern Daylight Time. Ed, I will get with Michael and get you back on here, my friend. 
Awesome. Thanks for so much for tonight, Yvonne. I had a lovely time. And Ian, awesome talking to you, sir. You too. Ian, Ian friend him on Facebook and friend Michael Stover. Yes, friend Michael Stover. Tonight, because I'll know if I you hear. don't. I, I will know if you don't. So we will close. We will close with that, ladies and gentlemen. We will see you again Monday night at eight o'clock Eastern time here on Off the Chain. Good night, all. Bravo. Night, y'all. Good night. Good night, all.